0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Beautiful Beautiflicious Podcast. I'm Lindsay,
1: and I'm Chantel. We're so
0: excited to share with you some inspiring stories. We hope you enjoyed today's episode.
2: Now it's easier to walk. I can see the road before me. I am not afraid.
0: All right, welcome to the podcast today. Today we have John and Brooke Buck with us, and we're really excited to hear their story. This is the first couple interview that we've had, so I'm really excited for this. Um, and they're good friends of Chantil's, and we got to go to dinner with them last year, and that was a lot of fun. So yes.
1: I'm excited to get to know them better. Yeah, welcome, guys.
3: Yeah, thanks for having
4: us. Yeah, thanks for having us.
1: So I met John and Brooke because our sons played baseball together. And John helped coach uh, my son Coleman's team. So I was so grateful to meet them. And they immediately were just good friends and so welcoming and so kind and nice. And our boys became friends. And then our younger, my daughter and their youngest became really good friends, too, and played on a soccer team together and had a little crush on each other for a couple of (laughs) years. Even today, Kate goes, so I haven't had a Valentine for a few years. And I said, well, you've only had one valentine. She goes, yeah, and it was Bentley. And it was like two or three years in a row.
3: <laughs> it was, too. Those pictures just popped
1: up. So, so cute. cute. Yeah, she, yeah. Anyway, they're super cute. And I we ran into Bentley at a football game last year. And you could tell he was kind of like, oh, hi. And then like, oh, my gosh, this is so embarrassing. I cannot say hi to Kate right now.
0: Oh, <laughs> Kate, they're like at the age where
1: they're getting self-conscious
0: about
3: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they know about it. And it's like, oh, he's... You, and that's my friend yes. yeah
1: and it kind of shocks me that they forgot um I was like Kate do you not remember one day you guys planned your wedding like you literally planned your oh. wedding and your wedding reception and you were going to keep it a secret but you couldn't quite keep it a secret and she really didn't remember that I'm like that's so sad because she was only right. there were three.
5: <laughs> Oh, that's so cute
1: so cute so they were really cute so uh we'll read a bio of John and Brooke and then get into their story
0: okay John Buck is a former professional baseball catcher. He played Major League Baseball for the Kansas City Royals, Toronto Blue Jays, Miami Marlins, New York Mets, Pittsburgh Pirates, Seattle Mariners, and Angels of Anaheim. He went to high school in Taylorsville, Utah, where he met his wife, Brooke. Together, they navigated baseball life and family life. John and Brooke had twin boys in Kansas City, and a few years later, Bentley joined the family in New York while John was playing for the Mets. Jumping from place to place with the family in tow was always an adventure. John retired from baseball in 2014 and now coaches his boys' baseball teams and is working on a few different business projects. Brooke recently headed back to college to get her nursing degree and now works in primary, at Primary Children's Hospital in the NICU. Excited to hear more
1: about it. Yeah, maybe you could start out by when you guys met. How old were you?
3: And well, Brooke, Brooke <laughs> taught me how to drive a clutch. That's right. Oh. He's older. And uh, you know, she was the oldest one. Yeah, she was the oldest one in our class, and I was the youngest. And I remember, I remember her teaching me how to in her black Ford Mazda. That's
4: right. That's right.
5: <laughs> so
3: we were. I think the first time we met, Rotini Park in Little League.
4: Yeah, Taylor Swift Baseball Park. I think I ran up to him and said, "My friend has a crush on you," and he said, "So what." <laughs>
3: so what? Yeah. Oh, such a so we, we've
4: known each other since like maybe fifth, sixth grade and yeah. then went to high school together. And he's pretty much been stuck with me since sophomore year.
3: I'd, I'd say it's, uh, there was how it goes the night that I officially got with Brooke, whether she knew it or not, right? <laughs> Is, uh, I think I was this, there was this dance, was it a girl's dance or whatever it was. Either way, we, neither of us were at this dance. We found ourselves at this house. I think I was a for sure kiss in your guys' was a little kissing game.
4: We my friends were having a sleepover <laughs> and we had like a truth or dare like competition. And I had the dare was I needed to kiss somebody by the end of the night or I had to do the dare that was way awful. So I was really good friends with John and just said, Hey, do me a favor and pretend that we kiss.
3: And I, I haven't stopped pretending. Well, I just right. kept showing up until <laughs> I was like, I'm, good. and I just showed up the next day after football practice, and the next day, and then I just kept yeah, showing. Yeah, this
1: pretend kiss means that we're
4: together.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like, here's my. I don't think I can really trick her if I just keep showing up. You know, do one of those things.
4: That's right. That's He's been of, stuck with me ever since.
3: Yeah. It's kind of well, that's that's when it kind of started. It was that, and then. It was funny because the night we went to Scone Cutter, because if you're a Taylor nice. Swift oh, you know, yeah. we go to Scone Cutter, and you know all your friends are there. It's the hangout after the game. And we walk up, and I remember, you know, girls and our friends come walking over, and they go to give the hug, and I'm like, "Whoa, this is my girlfriend." <laughs> and I remember her face, just like you're telling all these people this what? And so I remember that was the first time I said, "This yeah. my girl," and the look was terrified.
5: Yeah. She knew what
3: was coming, Santa. She knew what was coming. Been together, right? She was like, Oh no, that life, that seems I not. I guess
5: we're
1: together now. That's
4: right. Cute.
5: Yeah. That's so awesome. That's
3: day one. Day
4: one. Years and years.
1: Through high school. And then you went straight after high school to play baseball. And then you I say, did. And I can't remember. Did you get married? So no. they could come with you? Oh, <laughs> or did I, you leave first? I can't remember. I told her
3: I told her fib.
4: No, well, so he got drafted right out of high school, our senior year, and then left. But I went to college. So oh, that's college. right,
3: you played volleyball. Yeah. volleyball for so.
4: like a year and a half. I think after the volleyball season, we got married, and then I followed him that next season. We went uh, and started our minor league, his minor league career. And yeah, we, we did eight years in the minor leagues, and then another, what, 11, 12 yeah. in the big leagues? Yeah.
3: Yeah. I remember to get her to convince that, I was like, hey, if we get married, we get a little bit more money, which I think was a lie. A it was a lie. I'm lying. It was a lie. And we don't you don't really <laughs> yeah. get more money as Once a minor league. No. You
4: know,
3: <laughs> he was working at Dillard's, right?
4: Yeah, I just would take odd jobs wherever he'd end up in or whatever Dillard's. city he played in. Yeah.
3: And I always tease that I like I held her she was Vala Victorian, Super nice. smart. Like, she kind of put all that on a hold for my cute little baseball, girl, which it panned out. <laughs> but right. he was doing Dillards and odd jobs at attorney offices and things to, like, literally put me through the minor leagues. And-
4: well, and to preface, they, they finally changed the minor league roles where now they accommodate housing for minor league players, which was long overdue. Because I think when you played minor league baseball, I found his paycheck. I think it was like $317 every two weeks. Oh my God. So when when he says he lied that he'd get a raise, he lied because (laughs) I looked at his paychecks. I was like, we can't live off of this. $317 every two weeks. Yeah, well. It's not going to cut it. And they
1: didn't pay pay for your housing, you said?
4: No, No. not back in the days. That just actually changed, I think, a a year.
3: A lot of teams will go into where housing and stuff is provided on campus a lot of times. Yeah. Or they, or, I think the union started fighting because the salaries for minor leagues hadn't ever been changed since like the sixties. Oh wow. You're like, yeah, "Yeah, things have changed. They're literally the same, same paycheck as I was getting. So it's, uh, I think they even had a lawsuit for, you know, saying what the minor leagues were making per hour or something. So it wasn't very good. Brooks supported me through that. So I always say I held her back.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. And I forgot you played volleyball and you are a very good athlete and volleyball player.
3: Yeah. I always thought I got to be in a catcher. I was like, I want to find somebody with good hands and feet, you know, she, so your
1: kids could be athletic.
3: Yeah. So the really attractive thing is how she would better that ball as a character, <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, look at those sexy hands!" Right. <laughs> that was the, the very attractive uh, body part on Brooke that I was checking. Because oh, her
1: hands. Those nice hands. How
3: soft those hands were. So.
1: <laughs> well, it worked out because your boys are all athletic and
3: and they got good hands, right? Yeah, yeah they got good and
1: hands, <laughs> and they're they're cute boys, and yeah, <laughs> so it worked out good. Yeah, I
3: don't have it. That's no, not my department. Cute did not.
1: <laughs> okay, so where was the first place that you played?
4: Um, the first place was Battle Creek, Michigan.
3: Yeah, that we were together. That right? we
4: were together, that, yeah. Battle Creek, Michigan. Not, I mean, it's a smaller town. Uh, it's
3: where it's where the Kellogg's factory is, so it smells like early in the morning. You can smell cornflakes being made with syrup. Oh. Yeah,
5: it's
3: <laughs> kind of a cool thing.
4: Yeah, we got married super young. In Utah, it's very typical to get married super young, but when you go out of state— I think everybody in your baseball organization was like, pretty sure that.
3: I knocked you up. For sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think I sure. had to get married. Yeah. Had to get married. Oh, yeah.
4: But I think you were with the only married guy on the team yeah. that year, yeah. right?
3: Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I think maybe Wade. One. We had yeah, Wade. Maybe
4: one other, but yeah. That's, yeah. It wasn't very common.
3: It, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't. Actually, a Utah guy, uh, the following year, we were at teams together, Nick Roberts. We were roommates with them and their uh, child yeah uh, and that was
1: a good way yeah. to save money
3: just live yeah, together, it right?
1: was, so. every
4: everybody well so what they do is they'll get like a two bedroom apartment and there'll be like six guys mm-hmm. that all share the apartment because they make so much money in the minor leagues clearly and then yeah so as a married couple it it's pretty it was pretty typical with the organization good we were in that out. that there'd be two couples or' three, it's, it's you get a two bedroom apartment and it's like Maybe $100 more than a one-bedroom, so it was just more cost-efficient to split. So we yeah. had we had some fun times with roommates. Uh,
5: that's awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah that's, uh, the, uh, the place in Battle Creek, Michigan that I got us a deal on in a house, right? It was next door, and this is what I did to my poor wife. It was next door to, which I found out, it was a liquor store, and then the house across the street, because it was what we could afford, it was like a crack house. Oh, yeah you <laughs> oh, got robbed during
4: the season you <laughs> got robbed
3: like I'm on the road and hearing this stuff it wasn't the conditioning living conditions no, that I would it
4: wasn't great but it, I mean it all worked out we ended up leaving that place after being robbed the police showed yeah. up to the house saying you yeah, uh, don't
1: feel so safe there like, what are
3: you
4: doing Why do you do living Gear? yeah so then we moved in with I think it was really close a couple today, of teammates season. we moved in with a couple teammates so then I lived with John and three other guys actually totally normal since that's we're,
3: that's that's so normal. we're dealing with hard things and we're telling stories well, I add to this story. So when we came home, we came home from my brother's funeral. So when we came walking into that house from my brother's funeral, I went home from my brother's funeral, suicide, come back, we're walking in to the mine. Luckily, the asteroid gave me a couple extra days. So I didn't feel like being there yet, right, through brother yeah. passing away. I walk in, and me and Brooke see this guy look at us, Holding our TV, <laughs>
4: uh-uh.
3: drop it, and then run out the back of the house.
4: Oh, yeah. Super fun. oh my
3: god! I was like, um, "Let's call the cops. What's going on right now in life?"
4: So, actively being
1: robbed. <laughs> yeah, actively. Being. And that was in Michigan. You're saying?
3: Yeah, yeah. That was so. That's just a little glimpse on what the minor leagues was like. That's the start out. It's like, aren't you glad you married me, Brooke?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, this is such a safe place. You get to live with other men. Yeah, <laughs>
3: that's
4: right. right. We had a lot of fun though. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to tell them about the story. Um, the roommate. So, okay. Here's the minor leagues. <laughs> no names. Okay. We won't do names because it's hilarious.
4: <laughs>
3: this is what my poor, beautiful wife had to deal with. It's not glamorous being a ball player's wife.
4: Minor league wife. Minor league. Aunt, yeah. Minor league <laughs> it wife. It gets a little more glamorous.
3: When yes. You. Yes, it does. <laughs> kind of. Um, so we have this experience we go stay with my teammates because it's safer right but this teammate they're young all players that are single and we had this one particular pitcher that had whenever he would get inebriated he'd like to uh, go to the restroom show up randomly at <laughs> things. well brooke and i were in this back area, and he happened to have this... This is, this is like a minor league weird night, right? He comes home late. We're home. and I think he might have blown a save or something. He was our closer. Comes home, inebriated. And then Brooke goes to walk out the door, but he's right out the door. No, and, he
4: knocked on the door. Did
3: he knock on he the door knocked on the
4: door? the door. It was like 11.30 night, so I like opened... I think it was like 2 in the morning yeah, or something. It might have been two. So I opened the door...
3: In the bathroom.
4: He definitely had his pants
3: down. He definitely was peeing. It's not, I mean, that wasn't the first like, time okay. my poor wife had to deal with stuff like that. So that's, <laughs> that's the minor leagues. So it's like, oh, hon, let's go stay at this crack house. Hey, let's go stay with my crazy, drunk, peeing teammate.
1: Teammate. And then you're enjoying get actively this? robbed.
5: Yep. And... Oh,
3: that was her intro for her first season. So it was right. quite eventful.
1: Quite eventful. I'm sure looking back now, you're like, wow, that was a cool, fun adventure. I'm sure some of the nights were like, this is not so cool. <laughs>
4: Definitely some uh definitely some interesting times but it's mm-hmm. like baseball's like I I almost think that like the boys that play baseball or I guess the guys that play baseball it's like it's almost like Peter Pan land where they're like a, a bunch of lost boys that really are still playing a game for a living and it, it's like you're kind of stuck in this this little uh, <laughs>
3: When we get when we get clubbies that take care of us, and they do our laundry and polish our shoes. So, so we I act feel, like children for sure.
4: I felt like Wendy huh? with a bunch of lost boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you were like
5: Wendy. That, yeah.
3: that was her. And then it's funny because being married so young, Brooke knew kind of our whole system because she was with me all the way up. So she was knew a lot of the guys in the system. So they, she kind of became. Uh, everybody's friend, right? Everybody's- probably,
1: you could probably help the new wives like learn the ropes. Yeah. And- like
3: when that when guys would get girlfriends and stuff, they would be like, "Hey, Brooke, like, what do you think of her? What do you?" And like, yeah.
5: "I've
3: seen some girls before. She might be one of those types, or like, hey, yeah, she's pretty cool." So she was always that you know staple wife that was the wife around the team at a young team where the boys could use her to vet some of the girlfriends, if you will. <laughs> So she was able to have a unique relationship because in the minor leagues you're like family, like you're living off each other, like sharing houses and rooms and meals. So grinding together. you're grinding, yeah. as we'd say in the minor leagues. We're in the bushes together.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, even baseball itself, with having kids play baseball, I mean, you're together so much with the families, and so you do become super close friends. So it's like on steroids to go and be in the minor leagues and that kind of family thing because you're. Baseball games are long and there's a ton of them. So you're always sitting by people talking to them. Sure. And I do love that part about baseball.
3: Yeah. It's it, it funny because uh, Cooper and Brody's experience at the games, you can speak to this, but I, I just know observing, because I'm playing and I look up there, it would always be Brody right next to Brooke in the stands, didn't matter what city we're in. And Brody like this. Cooper, he could tell you, what the kids' room looks like at every stadium, <laughs> what the activities they have. Now, the game, the game of baseball was boring to him, but he was able to enjoy the game in a much different atmosphere, right? And yeah. Brody and Brooke had their own little way through the minor. Like, they had their own little things.
4: For sure.
1: Brody and Cooper are twins. Yes.
3: yes. Okay, yes. those
0: are your
1: twins. And then at what point in your career did you have them?
4: 2008, John was playing in Kansas City yeah so we had the twins in Kansas City um yeah that was early had them early yeah 12 weeks premature
3: which wow if you kind of hear Brooke was a NIC unit nurse now
1: that's right yeah I can see. full
3: circle
0: and 12 weeks is really early because so I have twins I can't I don't know if we talked about I think we did talk about this and Mm -hmm. we but mine were well I started going into labor super early like that like at like 28 weeks but I was able to to do bed rest and different things and hold them off till 35. But my little boy was still in the NICU for two or a month and then came home on oxygen. So I can't, I mean, 12 weeks, that's just unimaginable to me. Like that's really early. I mean, what is, is that like 28 weeks? I can yeah. feel
3: Brooke <laughs> wanting to vibe with you about the oxygen. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, the, yeah, a you kind of bond over it cause it's such an experience. Yeah. It's,
4: it's a roller. The NICU is definitely a roller coaster of ups and downs and uh, mm-hmm. you make a few steps forward and then a bunch of steps back. But, yeah, we definitely, definitely.
5: It was,
3: it was a, I don't know, the nurses that, are, were, that were in Kansas City when I was, when Brody's in there, the NIC unit nurses are kind of keeping them alive in my, what I'm feeling like as I'm going mm-hmm. to the field trying to get a hit, and Brooke is hanging on by a thread on herself.
4: Yeah.
5: And
3: all this was going on in the NIC unit, and those NIC unit nurses that I, I would say probably saved Brody's life.
4: We had some amazing nurses that times. took care of our boys. Yeah, we did.
3: And they, yeah, wow. so I think they made a big impact on and doctors. Yeah, and yeah, doctors. And so I think that's why Brook now is a nurse like this.
0: So yeah, what happened to uh, spur on the early delivery? Was it just early labor? Like
4: I got pretty bad preeclampsia, so I kind of blew mm-hmm. up like a blowfish, really. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and my blood pressure was super high yeah. and. Uh, it got to the point where it wasn't safe to be pregnant anymore. So they pulled them early and
3: that, that day was crazy. Yeah. So
4: luckily John was couldn't get on a plane.
3: I was on, that was getting, I was at the field and I remember I went before the game with Brooke to the appointment. So the doctor let us have a special appointment before I went on the road. It was like a Sunday day game. Right. Yeah. And I remember I stayed at the hospital because I remember watching the news, well, I was watching the game, and they were talking about how Brooke was in the hospital, some emergency, and I'm just Mm kind of like, it's it's not that emergency, but I am here, and I did tell them, but it was in my head, it wasn't registering like, crap, my my girl's in trouble. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was kind of in baseball mode, and then to be able to like, this is happening now. And not only that, is, you know, being early
0: yeah because preeclampsia can be very dangerous for the... yeah and
3: she and she was like you I want to wait every moment to keep these children in me yeah' you were playing that game right. and you're literally killing yourself to do so and then it was like I knew that and then it was like oh this is happening this is real and then it was like a surreal thing because I'm watching on TV that this is going on does that make sense? Yeah, that's like, crazy. Very, it was very because I was like, "Oh, this is really, I'm watching this. My wife's in trouble because I'm watching this on TV. It's really weird." Yeah, it was like a, but uh, I mean, she was a rock star. Yeah, and, of course. And we got our miracle babies.
4: That's right. Yeah, it all. Wow. Ended up, now we have two crazy teenagers that run around.
1: Yeah, because uh, now they're what, like almost fifteen?
4: Four, wow. Yeah, fourteen, going on fifteen, yeah. thinking that they're twenty. Oh yeah yeah and it's
1: crazy because I we all had this same experience with our well yours wasn't your first babies because my son was sick and we were in the hospital
5: yeah
1: for just over two months when he was born um, That's right. and it's just not it's a crazy way to start out as a parent or being a parent trying to take care I almost feel like it'd be harder because you have to take care of other kids because I could yeah. I like gave up like I was in school and I was like I'll take my finals someday I don't know when because I was yeah. just graduating and we just kind of quit our, like stopped going to work and just was, we're in the hospital, but we didn't have other yeah. kids to have to.
0: Well, and what was hard is for me, Asher was in the NICU, but Avery wasn't. So then she got to come home, but Asher couldn't. So me going back and forth, okay. is that how you guys were with your boys? Cooper came home after I know, two, three to
4: four three, weeks. Real. He was okay. more ready. And then Brody stayed for
5: three, three months. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> that's
4: so hard. Like going back and forth. And
0: you couldn't, could you take, Cooper with you to the NICU because you can't, no. right? Yeah. I never could. And I Yeah. yeah that'd be so you know, hard. It's hard because you're trying to balance that. Yeah.
3: Well, because I so I'd come home and and or, luckily her mom came and helped out quite a bit that year because I was going oh, on. That's,
0: that's why I was wondering, because you're away from family. Yeah. yeah. we had
3: Three three days? I don't
5: know if it's that. Three good. or
3: four days. And yeah. and I might have pushed because I saying, I hey, I'm I'm staying here. Go find another catch. Mm-hmm right
4: baseball they play what 160
3: 162 games in 180 days
4: so they don't have a lot of days off and most of the days off are travel days so you don't really and then they're they're in town for like a week and then they're out of town for a week so it's it's a juggle and it's one of those things where if you're off then there's i mean it sounds bad to say but if you're not on the field then there's always somebody else that's
5: Ready wants, to take yeah, spot. that
4: wants their chance to, to take yeah. Your spot. So it's one of those things where it's like it was nice to have him with me in the hospital, but at the same time, he needed to be back out on the field.
3: Well, if your wife, I think she's gonna make it. <laughs> She'll be all right. She's breathing okay. Go ahead and go play. And I was like, well, right at whatever, doc. I'm already. Yeah. This is my wife
1: hit. and my kids. Yeah, know? I'm
3: already hitting crappy. I don't need extra help. <laughs> like my brain is here. So yeah, it was mm. tough. It was tough
1: kind of interesting because it's based on, like, like you said, it's going to go on without you. So if you're not there, someone can take your you know, your spot. Yeah. But yeah. you mentioned earlier about your brother passing away while you were there. Was that your first year?
3: Um, so my brother passed away when I was in the minor leagues. That you was know, through suicide. Our, we're, our we're,
1: first
5: year in
3: Michigan. Yeah, first year in Michigan.
1: And you didn't have wow. much time. They didn't give you much time to go back for that.
3: No, they, they gave me a little extra because I, I was in sad shape. I think mine my yeah, middle, hard. My, my stability because they called like hey because we were kind of going towards the playoffs too not that that mattered but it was kind of like hey you know it was kind of a big part of it you know can you come back (laughs) and I think Brooke lobbied with Tim Papura who at the time was the GM and assistant GM with Astros Astros. Mm -hmm. he and Brooke kind of said all right, he needs the extra I think they gave me a week or whatever Brooke and he decided on and luckily I was able to get an extra allowance of a week or so. But even then I could feel the pull like, Hey, even on my brother's suicide, you got to come back. Let alone my children. Like, Hey, you got to come back. There's always that weird, like you feel it's important, but it's not. It's a game, but it is, you know? Yeah. It's your career and it's your livelihood for your
1: family. But it does seem like a lot of jobs you could easily just be like, I am taking this whole month off.
3: Yeah, man, this is a game. This is a game. It's
1: like just a game, but it's also your your
3: yeah,
0: livelihood true. and career. I honestly, I never thought about that, like, with professional athletes. Like, I mean, you work at a company, and, you know, you get lots of bereavement days usually, especially yeah. if it's like, but, yeah. Pay time, the, off yeah. time off and time off. Yeah, but, and vacation. if you work, like, with your twins, you work so hard to get to where you were at that point. Like, you said you don't want to lose that spot in the.
3: We're blessed. We're in the big leagues. We're having things to be able to make it, you know. But man, it was. It doesn't matter if, if you have all the, the the things in the world that make it easy, all the luxuries in the world. Like if your if your person's hurting or they're missing and you can't be there.
1: Yeah, nothing else matters. Yeah. You can't
3: perform. That's, that sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, that was tough. It was difficult.
1: Yeah. But yeah. So when you did play, you didn't. You were saying you're not. You didn't play that well because you were stressed out about.
3: Well, that's your an exclusive game for good one, too. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty it's, good one. Yeah,
4: yeah. Why not?
3: Well, I mean, was, was,
4: the year we had the twins was a rough
3: Yeah, year, it was a tough but, one. It <laughs> was a tough
1: one. We we got... really wanted to be with your new kid and your, your sons and your wife. And even if they were all healthy, you'd want to be with them, let alone yeah. the kind of scare of them not being yeah. in a good place. Well, and
0: schedules are all of a sudden all over the place. And, you know, adding two babies in the mix, I mean... That's just a Brooke
3: Brook wasn't the health the healthiest either, so it was it was a big. It, um, it definitely got easier after that when everybody was out of the hospital and healthy and kicking. And Brooke was the rock star,
5: <laughs>
3: being able to when oxygen and everything was gone. The following years is it was a lot easier, less scary. I wouldn't I wouldn't say easier. Easier. For you did me. have twin boys. i yes. will say that before I get punched. Twins
0: a lot, yeah. I don't know if easy was
3: the thing to even <laughs> yeah. describe that. It was less scary. Probably, I guess yeah. was, uh, Well, uh, you
0: guys were out on your own. Like, it's yeah. just, yeah. Yeah, not near lot. family. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Although you said your mom came and kind of lived with you for a while, right? To help you. Yes. Yeah.
3: For yeah. Sure.
0: That's really nice.
3: Yeah, because we went to, uh, so, for example, like, when I was in Toronto, right in Toronto, they fly us off to in our chartered flight. Blame <laughs> and Great. I don't even <laughs> pick up my bags. Brooke calls. What are you doing? I'm stuck at customs. And I have both twins. Cooper's crying. He's thrown up on me twice. And Brody won't stop running around. And this, you know, this, I don't know. I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for you in the city. Hope you <laughs> You're like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and in and all the luxury. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Oh, so wow.
4: No, I tell you, life has a way of humbling you. So I feel like if I, if I judge anybody or anything, like I remember watching people with leashes on their kids and being like, "Mm, why would you leash your kid? I'm never going to do that. Well, then reality and humble pie hits you because I shouldn't have been judgy and thought that at all. Because then you have twins, and one will run one direction, and one will run the other. That's and why you got those traveling monkey
5: backpacks You're
4: huh? Yes. Well, so then I totally became a leash one where I was just like, yep. yeah, my backpack does, in fact, a She had a little leech- monkey
3: backpack. There was a little bungee cord. I did
4: the exact back-
0: same thing. I have the same story. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, yeah, you can't. Like, if you have two little toddlers, it's actually more dangerous not to leash them. Exactly. You know, it is. You have yeah. to chase one and yeah. not the other. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, if you're by yourself. Yep, I had the same humbling no experience.
1: Problems, <laughs> are, <like.
4: laughs> That's, right. That's right. Yep, yep.
1: And you probably did. You travel a lot without John? Then did you try to go to some of his away games?
4: Yeah, I, we. I kind of made the most of it. Like
3: your rule, might your as well.
4: Uh, three yeah. weeks,
3: three weeks. If it was anything, three weeks, you would.
4: Yeah, we never spent more than three weeks apart. So if it was more than three mm-hmm. weeks, then we'd travel. But I, we, I definitely took advantage of the opportunity to be able to see a lot of things and. And uh, experience kind of, I've been to every baseball, I guess there's a few new ones now, but before, while he was playing, I went to every baseball park. I took my kids to all the places. And when we were in the cities, we'd go and see all the things. The only sad part is we went on all these adventures when my kids were little. And I don't really know if they They don't it. remember.
1: Oh, yeah. On
3: pictures like, hey, listen, to you and the Liberty Bell. I took Bell. you to the Liberty
4: Bell. Like... I took you to Washington, D.C. Oh, you don't yeah. remember. That's fine. But yeah, no, I, we definitely made the most of this one. I made an adventure out of every place that we go because there's there's a lot to see and a lot to do and you might as well if you have the opportunity just uh, take a hold and do it. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's really cool. And especially you don't play baseball forever, so you might as well.
4: Right. Yeah.
1: Go where you can go and enjoy all the places. That's yeah. awesome.
0: Well, what's it's cool when night. I was reading your bio, I'm like, holy cow, they've lived in so many places. So you got the experience of living in a lot of different areas, but then also traveling to all these different places. I mean, that's such a unique. Experience. I think that's so cool.
4: Well, that list just kind of had the the big league cities, but we also Mm. got to live in here in Kentucky and Round Rock, Texas, and uh, you played winter ball in the Dominican Republic. Uh,
3: Took to some pretty cool places. Yeah,
4: baseball's been a real big blessing, and we've we've been able to go to some amazing places. And the fun part is, everywhere you go, it's like each city and each place you go has like a different feeling. But overall, you can find amazing people.
3: Anywhere you go, hmm. well, cu- culture too is is when you get to go live and be in those environments. Miami is drastically different than Salt Lake City. <laughs> Salt Lake City is drastically different than Kansas City. Kansas City is drastically different than New York. Hmm. And then you then you go to Toronto and live in Yorkville, which is kind of the. Park City Film Festival of Canada is going on. It's like, like, you get to be a part of that culture, and Brooks pushing along those strollers and the little boys <laughs> being a part of it. It was really her, I think, engulfing our kids in it is why our kids are so cultured now. Was, yeah, that's really it cool. Doing that. it's, it was a very, she took advantage of it. That's why I picked right. right. <laughs> yeah. Around, I was like, oh, she's going to be a good mom. But being able to grow up the way we Maybe in the church and the way we are around here in the culture, and then to go out and sample all that—I—I I feel very fortunate that our kids have been able to have that. Brooke showed them that type of sample size
1: of life. Yeah, it's a cool experience that not a lot of people are able to have. So it's no, cool it's you took really advantage cool, of that. Yeah, yeah. I was just talking to my kids about um, that. We lived at some apartments are crappy, and when my husband was in law school and kind of moving around, even undergrad, like they weren't super nice. And cause I was saying, you know, I think I've loved everywhere I lived. I'm like, even the house with the green carpet in the kitchen with the yellow fridge. Like I even loved that. But a part of it was because of the people I met each new place I went to, you know, even though it was like, like, I remember going to like San Diego, which you think was really nice, but we didn't have a lot of money while Nate was in school to pay for apartments. So we were like looking around and there would be, these apartments with like bars on the windows and I was like, that's what we can afford. But the bars are probably there because like you experienced, <laughs> so someone's right. going to break in and steal my TV right when I'm walking in my house. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So I, but I've loved all the places I've lived, even, yeah, the poor or areas are not nice apartments or just cause it's so cool to meet different people from all over.
4: Yep. And you can make your circle and find your people pretty much anywhere you go. And it's, it's, that's, one of the perks, I think, of us being able to move around is just kind of seeing that there's there's so much good everywhere, and you can always find you can always find your people.
3: And sampling different cultures <laughs> is too. I think it's, it expands who you are, and yeah, it probably gives you more
1: understanding and empathy for different walks of life, different belief systems, and yeah, because yeah. yeah. probably just like culture, you probably lived around different belief, like maybe people that were Jewish or people that
4: yeah. Well, when we were in uh, Florida, we sent our twins to a cute little. Jewish preschool. Oh, that's right. Oh, it was, it was amazing. Like we're, yeah,
3: little LDS kids growing up. Right. And then all of a sudden you get Cooper knowing, singing about Shabbat Shalom (laughs) and about the culture of, uh, the Jewish culture. And it's like, he, I was, I was jealous that he gets to know and experience that, not just learn it, but he gets to know and experience those things to where he really knows where, we may have only been given one shed of light in some certain sects that are, as far as religions or different point of views in Utah, our kids were being able to go out in the world and experience, obviously, that heavily community of people. That's a Jewish community of where we live and in that school, and we're able to experience and live that. I think that was unique. Baseball brought that. We wouldn't have got that if we stayed in our own little bubble here. We were able to go out there and experience. Yeah, that. broaden
4: their horizons.
3: Yeah, and in so different it was, cultures. It was, it was a fun, it was great,
1: point. yeah, pretty unique. Yeah, that's awesome.
4: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: well, just some random questions. So, out of your all your odd jobs, Brooke, while you were like supporting <laughs> John, what was your favorite?
4: Favorite? Uh, I would say my favorite probably was in Round Rock, Texas. Mm-hmm. They had uh, the, it was the Round Rock Express, and it was a new team. You were like the second year? It was the
3: second year. I like think it was, third? Yeah, second year. But it
4: was a Noel and Ryan team, and the community really embraced the minor league team. And so they had like host families, and they had like a whole system set up to like help the families that would come, double A. Uh, but this nice lawyer uh, let me have a job as like a Mr. secretary, Sheets. Mr. Yeah. Sheets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, amazing family, but they gave me a job, and they were really flexible, so I could still travel and watch John play, and it was a good...
3: good- Bobby, There's Bobby Sheets, Mr. Sheets, he sits right by the dugout, right? Steve and Bobby Sheets. Yeah, Heets. Steve and Bobby Sheets, and uh, mm-hmm. so they, they sit by the dugout, and if you hit a home run, they started, maybe you've heard of it, pass the hat. So what they do is they have this helmet, and then they pass this hat around the stadium, as we're rounding the bases, and there people are because remember we're everybody broke. puts like a
4: dollar
3: in it. Oh, helping cool. Brooks so know they how much pa- we When make, you say right? pass
4: the hat, it's like it was like a big, a
3: big, big, big bucket. bucket. I mean, it was a big helmet that people put, put
4: money, in.
1: put money in. Oh,
4: that's cool. Oh, that's cool. They put dollar bills
3: in it. So I hit one. Who's was it?
4: It was like Fourth of, of July, July game walk winning walk before. off, but everyone's oh awesome fireworks. It was the most so money we've made in our lives. A walk off and run, honor. <laughs> Firework night. Yeah. So they passed the hat while everyone's waiting for fireworks. And everyone was jacked because it was a walk-off. And he got it. A...
5: Well, it was I our best it was...
3: payday today.
4: Yeah.
5: yeah. It,
3: was a, it was a down payment because we had a yeah. Honda Accord. Yeah. Oh, a down payment. Probably. We upgraded our life to a Tahoe.
4: That's right. Ooh. That's what that yeah.
3: homeowner got us. Living large. <laughs> so, yes. Wow. Yeah. That was our... That's well, funny that you brought that up. I forgot about That's that. That's a good one. That yeah. was... Yeah, for two. Well that's what that, that was. Fourth of July. Be
1: and yeah, then
4: but by the the holiday got, by the time we got to double A, it was trickier to find a job because uh I would only need it the season was like what, six months? Yeah. So it's tricky to find jobs for six months here and so spring training's mm-hmm. two months and that was in Florida and then the season's five months. So if I got a job in spring training for two months and then a job for five months here and five months there, by the time I got we got to double A Oh, and there's also four levels of a So <laughs> by the time I got through the four levels of a and got to AA, it was tricky to find a job because my resume was like, well, I worked two months here and four months here. So I was starting to have to get jobs at like temporary agencies or a substitute teaching job or a summer camp. It just became trickier to get a job that paid well enough. And, you know, you'd have to be honest and be like, hey, I'm only going to be here for five months. Or well, interested. <laughs> right? She was
3: intelligent. Like I say, I always tease. You've heard me say this until – I ruined her life, but like, no. like, I, like we had this Victoria could have, like, she could have solved COVID. This whole thing could have been avoided, but I made her follow me around. Me Sorry, world.
4: That's no, good. it's awesome. And
1: so cute. And, yeah, I love it. and awesome. he's right. Brooke is very, very, smart. you're very smart and very, like we were just talking with our kids about how important it is to be smart, but also to have a high get it factor. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people that are really smart, like social, you know, like, Brooke has that, like you were smart oh, and you had a good, nice. good factor and mm. so yeah, you got really lucky, John. Yeah. But then, I know
0: you like, know that. You got yeah, I didn't really... go,
3: that's why I just kept showing up. Yeah. Yeah. Showing
1: up.
0: But the cool experiences too that, you know, Brooke, anyway, I just feel like it worked out well for both of you. So that's yeah. awesome. So I was wondering, cause you know, you, all these different jobs and stuff, how many years into baseball did you have your twins?
4: Probably 11. Oh, wow.
3: It, it, uh, it was hard getting pregnant.
4: Yeah, we did fertility. Uh she was pretty she was pretty
3: sure with all the foul balls that I've gotten down on the Uh, It's all your fault
1: fault that she's gonna get pregnant. Like hey
3: I've seen those things swell up in that cup before. That might not be healthy. Yeah (laughs) that
4: might could could be the problem here. Actually asked the question when you do your fertility consult they said have you had any trauma towards the area for the man and I was just like, "Yeah, he totally it's has. Like, yeah, yeah, he's so, so much lot, trauma. Trauma. I
3: was Like, um, I got a, like a highlight reel of a couple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we got so about. Yeah, do you want to see it?
4: <laughs> it would be an easy fix, and it would just be him. But no, of course, it had to be. It had to, it had to have been me. But dang it, no, but uh, I can't blame him. Shoot, a lot of effort to get the twins, but very well worth.
3: Yeah, their, that was hard. That was hard well too. Effort, I yeah. think that was that was hard because, you know, dealing with a lot of this her stuff. Like, as we go on, that's, I mean, it's hard. You're well, trying... I'm
4: not a very overly emotional person. I'm pretty, I'm pretty logical and pretty uh, unexcitable, good I guess. Good get it factor. <laughs> <But> yeah, good <laughs>
1: factor. Even kill, go with the flow. You yeah.
4: Yeah. yourself with enough hormones. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Anybody who's done fertility just knows that that's also an emotional roller coaster. And then you, you do, you give yourself a lot of hormones, which makes everything seem a little more emotional that's <laughs> how we all feel bro now you know how the
3: rest of you
4: yeah no, i'm just saying it's yeah it's uh definitely a, a lot it was hard of, a lot of crazy with the fertility well, Fertility's
3: hard yeah i think too mm. is when you know if you're having a hard time getting pregnant you're also having a hard time staying pregnant you know what i mean there's a lot yeah. of things that that's happen gorgeous. in between there that's yeah it that was hard
5: for sure and then
3: to keep <laughs> battling and do that that's putting a lot of strain and stress on her body that yeah we're playing baseball we're doing this stuff but it wasn't she downplays it but it <laughs> well, wasn't only, all if only away.
4: you could have hindsight if only like like knowing what you know now and then to look back like everything worked out exactly how it should the timing of when we had our kids just feels like everything was meant to be uh, it all worked out perfectly so I, I just would love like the gift of hindsight back then it, it, it would be nice to be able to look, you know look back or forward, I guess, forward sight, and know that everything would work out just the way it should type thing. But when you're in it, it feels stressful and it feels hard. But now now you can look back and be like, oh, well, it was, but it was also worth it. It was all worth it, Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's hard when you think, yeah, you want to get pregnant, you decide to do that, and then if you can't or you have miscarriages and then that's already emotional and hard, and then you add all these hormones to do the infertility, and I'm sure that was just... For sure. And, and, and being a type of person that's not emotional, you're like, what is wrong with me? Oh, am yeah. yeah. so yeah,
4: no. <laughs> emotional. Yeah, poor John had to put up with a crazy wife for quite a while with all those fertility treatments. For- <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Now I know how she feels like all the time dealing with me. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah. You're sure. Putting up with you, I don't think that's
3: the case. No.
1: <laughs> no. That's not what it is. You also are smart and have a high get it factor, John. Yeah. You give yourself enough credit. It definitely does.
0: So mm-hmm. how many years did it take... Um, Like how many years were you doing fertility?
4: We did fertility for like two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, it takes a minute. Uh, each cycle takes a long time. It's like, we tried, we tried artificial insemination. We tried in vitro. We did, I mean, we did fertility drugs. We did, we did all the things. And so it's like, you do one thing and then that doesn't work. And then you do another thing. And then you have to let your body rest in between. If you you (laughs) have a miscarriage. So it's, it, it's it's a journey. It's definitely yeah. a journey.
3: And I think, too, is it, all those hard times through it. When we finally got our little miracles, it was just like, yeah, it made you. I, I think that. So yeah. kind of a
4: funny thing, too, because it's like it's kind of private. It feels like people don't really talk about it while they're going through it as much. I feel like social media has kind of made it more uh, normalized yeah. but when you're in it it's just this weird little thing where you're struggling with this issue uh, and wanting kids so bad but you know having to there's a lot that comes with it but it's like almost a hush-hush thing because uh, and I totally get it because when you're doing it anyone that you do tell if something doesn't work out then you have to untell. So then mm-hmm. oh how it go and then you've got to well <laughs> still nothing or still Right. and
1: It's such a high of like, yes, I'm pregnant and so excited to know
4: Yeah. Yeah, so like it is it, extremes. It, 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 yeah, it's definitely a tricky, tricky thing.
1: Yeah.
0: To, yeah. Yeah, it's really hard.
4: And the stakes are so high.
3: Yeah, yeah. well it's like, yeah. Stakes it's are so high. yeah. It's a baby. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it our
0: family. Yeah. So it's like it's not just this little
3: it means everything to us and we're putting all our mm-hmm. and then oh by the way, let's go and you can't slip and John, you have to play good right now. Or work mm-hmm. or go back down and Brook, you're the main breadwinner again. So I was like, whoa, you know, we got to perform. We like, did.
4: Yeah, we did fertility while you were kind of in that unstable. Uh, like, right.
3: Of- I hadn't got the deal yet. I hadn't had the big. <laughs> so I mean, granted, I was in the big leagues and doing pretty good. My baseball players were all overpaid, right? So <laughs> I'm, I'm aware of the blessings we had. But um, it was still, it's hard. Going through it to be able to perform and do that—that's why I have so much more respect for people that stay at that high level, of consistency, and never falter, even when they got these hardships going on in life. It just, just there's some amazingly strong people out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you kind of just think that people are—I don't know—when you see that, like, oh, he's in the major leagues, and they just had twins, and da da da, and you don't, you know, you don't even like think of what what it took to get there both with your career and your kids.
3: There's a lot of sacrifice that's not being shown in front of them. Usually people that <laughs> never really looked to, to be a part of the fame or whatever it's the cool part. It's usually that supporting cast that they don't want any of that, that are the, the difference makers.
1: Well, she did a good job in, at it. Yeah. yeah, really good. And so you had the twins in Kansas City, He said? Yep. And then where did you guys go after that?
4: Uh, Kansas City. To
3: Went to Toronto. Toronto for one
5: year.
4: Yeah. Well, we spent four, five years in Kansas City. That's i mean, Six. six. Right? Yeah, a lot in Kansas City. And then Toronto. And he had a fantastic year in Toronto. Had an all-star season. And then after that, signed a multi-year deal with the Marlins. And then from the Marlins, I mm-hmm. go after that. Mm-hmm. So Traded
3: to the Mets. Traded
4: to the Mets. And then Pittsburgh. Seattle.
1: Anaheim. Yep. Awesome. And then you had your third boy, Bentley, in New York, right? In yep. New
3: York. Yep. Yeah, that that was a weird one. Because we had Travis Darno was the catcher who's a big all-star now. He was a very
5: Fantastic he was guy. he was a
3: an very anticipated catcher. And I was playing real good at the time and and was trade bait for Cinderten, right? That's why I went to the Pirates. And so the world knew that. Soon as Bentley came into the world, because of the trade deadline, they were waiting for this trade to happen when she had the baby. Mm-hmm. So then I could then go to whatever city they traded me to, right? Oh, wow! So the whole city of New York, think of the New York Post. Well, all. when
4: John was going to take the maternity leave, then they would call up Travis Darno, the much-awaited, oh, okay, <laughs> number
3: one prospect. The whole, you know, everybody in New York's waiting for this guy, and he's good, and he's an awesome kid, and. All the right stuff. So, the world was waiting for Bentley to come into the world. Very, and when that happened, it was Travis Darno. Here you go, and then I was out a couple, couple weeks later. I I mean, how quick was it?
4: It was like a week later.
3: Literally, the day that she left, that she was able to fly, she left that day. I called her at the airport.
4: No, you called. Let's see. You called me from the stadium and said I just got traded. I think Bentley was like maybe six days old,
3: oh, like wow. the day that she could fly or something. And or I, we got permission. to go. Ooh.
4: I, I just had my last checkup appointment, and then I was like, "Well, if you're not in New York, then I'm out of here. I don't want to be here anymore." Yeah.
3: Luckily, she did because I was out headed yeah. to Pittsburgh literally two days later.
1: <laughs> That's crazy.
3: But they—they they all wanted. They all the whole city wanted Bentley to show up so they could have their. Their catcher. <laughs> That's right. was a weird. There's a few articles that Brooke has kept because she's like, This is so weird. That like, all based Whoa. on
1: you having this baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really
3: it's kind of a you know, if you're gonna have a kid, it's kind of cool to have articles.
1: Yeah, it's kinda of cool yeah, for Bentley. That yeah, yeah that was pretty
4: important. Bentley's our little New Yorker. And he loves
3: to claim New York too, so someday we will be fun look <laughs> Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: That's, That's awesome. true. So I remembering, I think someone who lived with you in Florida that was like a big deal didn't somebody
4: so we oh, always used we to have a few because i was a Casita uh, in Florida, and uh there's a
5: few
4: when you first make it up from the minor leagues to the big leagues it's definitely a big it's a big adjustment but it's also one of those things where sometimes you don't quite stick so there's a lot of guys that will go up and down um and, and it, it takes a minute to get under your feet so you first get there and it's not like you're so well off and it's a little unstable so we always would try to help Somebody. Somebody if we could and so our house in Florida had like a little room off to the side and we always let whoever needed a place and was in flux stay so we've had we we had a lot of fun with our house guests we had uh, Giancarlo Stanton stay with us for a little bit of time we had the Evoltis. which was great
3: because then it was like he'd walk around the shirt off and we like Michael he was, look at Stanton look at my Giancarlo Stanton's the guy that we all try to look like, it's like the Rock, right? <laughs> We're like, don't put a shirt on, young man." and My wife <laughs> is here. Like <laughs> easy, like I'm, my legs are tired already. You good looking body walking around here all the time. Go <laughs> put a shirt on, and then uh, Nathan avaldi
4: He his picture with Boston, is he? Yeah, he's a, not is he with the Astros? Team? I don't know. I don't worry is that now. We don't. We don't fall that close but him and his new bride mm. kind of went up and down with the Morlands for a little bit and they stayed with us as well she's a fantastic baker and would make cupcakes for the boys and <laughs>
3: nice. great couple yeah
4: we, we had a lot of uh, we had a lot of fun little house
3: guests yeah it's kind of fun like I said Brooke has this she's been around for so long my these teammates know her as this stable, person as, Hey, I'm starting maybe going to this life with this other person. She, like she became this good buffer zone and honest. Cause like the get it factor is it's not going to give you an answer just to fluff your pillow to say, yeah, she's great. He'd be like, Hey, where did you meet her? Like, give yeah. her feel like I'll where did some you, red meet flags her. Yeah, you know the things that Brooke knows how to read the room and also the boys, my teammates, they respected her for it. So it was, I don't know a role that she had that I do not she would claim, our, but
4: our she, boys had a lot of fun with the house guys too because they looked at them as like uncles or
3: uh, like Stanton still, like, if he he calls Brody, he communicates with Brody. They don't really talk with me, <laughs> like they're old <laughs> or friends that are these famous guys, but I don't really talk to them anymore. They'll text or conversate with Brody okay. over Instagram or Twitter. Oh, that's or, cool! All that oh, stuff. that's cool. I guess I was, they were there for Brody and Brooke, anyways. I was just a teammate.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was probably fun for them because that was a little unique uh, compared to some of their other teammates, you know, like having kids and having a wife. And they probably liked that, you know, to get to interact with kids. And it's just something different. And that's neat because they probably look back on that with good memories, too. Yeah, of your family. Mm -hmm.
3: Well, those, and it's funny, the guys that would gravitate when, you know, having my boys in the clubhouse and stuff. Those are those guys that you see now that are those family guys Mm -hmm. that are in the clubhouse. Those are those guys that would gravitate to that and to my boys. Those are those guys that are like awesome dads now doing awesome things with kids. It's, you know, to be able to have those leaders of those type of men have those relationships with my kids, it's like I realize how cool it is.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Another thing about Florida. When we were reading your wiki page, John, is that you saved two women? Oh yeah. Do you want to God. tell that story? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, well, Brooke and it I. It must have
1: been important because it was in the wiki yes. Page. It was like one of the main things.
0: <laughs> personal was, section. He,
3: I, we had just signed, and Brooke and I went there to look for homes because uh, you know Florida and all the reasons why you.
4: Um... No, it was year two. Was it
3: year two? We were it staying
4: it, in the Feely house rental.
3: Yeah.
4: And we were pulling out, and when it it rains in Florida, it doesn't just rain. It's like someone's dumping buckets of water on your car. Like it's just, sometimes it's just sheets of water. It's crazy, but the roads get pretty slick because they're right there at, at, uh, sometimes they'll the hydro, level. yeah,
3: they'll hydroplane. So
4: I think the, this older couple right outside our neighborhood, uh, two older ladies actually, yep. they must've slid. And so as we're driving, like- I remember seeing
3: this palm tree, like shaking weirdly. Yeah. I mean, like, what is that? And then I pulled up, and I see this car just kind of rocking there. So I just jumped out to go, like anybody would, like the paper, and because we were in town kind of looking at this home, because we went to go look at it or whatever, and they put in the paper that, you know, new catcher, John Buck, saves these people, why he's out looking for a home, and, uh, oh. Made it sound a lot more like I went and made sure the ladies were all right and helped oh, them he, out. He's, you're
4: downplaying what happened. The car smart. was <laughs> the car was upside down. It was. Oh, the ladies were stuck with their seatbelt <gasps> and they were older ladies. And it, oh my gosh, it's not very comfortable to be stuck and to so get out of the car. And you did pull them out, so he mm-hmm. can downplay what he did. But I, oh wow.
0: He, yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a big deal. No. You pulled yeah. some old ladies out from well, under a turnover car.
3: I don't feel like it was weird. I don't know whether it was weird cuz it was like I did it and then people recognized me and like, "Hey, let's get you on camera right here." And I was like, "No." Oh. Like, <laughs> "No. That's not I don't need to be, I don't know. I felt weird. I felt like I was being an imposter of a real hero first responder. Like, all I did mm. literally is just, you know, help them out. I don't I don't know. I feel like it was brought up more than it really was.
1: Well, um, I do feel like that's what's so cool about you guys. You guys are so humble, both of you. And you're just really good, nice people that want to help people and do nice things. And you don't want like attention and everything the recognition. So, yeah. yeah the recognition so yeah that's what makes you so awesome
0: yeah that's cool well and it's not like you were doing it for that you know obviously like right oh I, i'm gonna be in the paper yeah for yeah you're just <laughs> we're gonna help the ladies yeah,
5: that was bad yeah. It. <laughs>
3: but yeah it's it's i'm glad it did now because it does i do remember it i'm able to relive it and i think one of those ladies came to a game one time too it was like that was oh cool. that's
0: cool <laughs> like he saved my life um, oh that's cute yeah
1: that's nice. really cool. Um, and then what year oh, – Well, I guess maybe how old were your boys when you retired and what year was that?
3: 2015. 15. So with,
4: um You went to spring training that year, but then you didn't
3: – Well, I made – like, yeah, so I made the team with the Angels. Like, they kind of said, all right, you're going to – well, not with the Angels, sorry, the Braves. Went to camp with the Braves, and they kind of said, all right, made the team. The way I, the way that made me feel, for whatever reasons, that I said, "All right, it's time to go." Because I said to Brooke, I said, "All right, I made the team." because like, it was, if I made the team, we'll keep playing. Because I wasn't the starter at the time, right? I the previous year became a backup. Brooke and the boys were gone. It kind of sucked.
4: Well, towards the end of your career, you kind of start hopping around a little yeah. bit more. It's a little less stable. So, like, the last two seasons he played, full seasons, he played for two different teams. He did Or three different teams. Yeah, and, three. and so it's like he would just hop so frequently that it's hard. And I, our boys were in first first grade. Mm. Um, I could have – some of the – it's really interesting what some of the, the families do to stay together. Some of the wives, the baseball wives, will, like, homeschool their kids so that they can keep traveling. Uh, some of them just stay in one spot and kind of commute. Uh, everyone kind of does their own thing to, to and they kind of have to decide what's best for their family, but we ended up, um, wow. coming back to, to Utah and Cause
3: then you and, had Bentley and the twins the twins, now.
4: and enrolling them in school. And so I didn't feel my my boys are fantastic, but they're very busy and, uh, they kind of thrive on consistency. And so it was getting to a point where what was best for them was to stay in one spot for the school year. Uh, Of course, our plan was to still go out and visit, but I think that the decision for...
3: Yeah, so I was like, I made the team, and Brooke's like, we can do this one more. We can get through this one more year. And I was like, well, time out. We can get through. We can struggle through the big leagues. Like, did we just say that? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, are we good in the finance? Because I still have not ever opened a paycheck. I've never physically opened and see the zeros it became a thing because I handed it to Brooke when we were in the minor leagues and she was like, "You don't even look I'm like for what you're the boss of that anyways, <laughs> right?
1: You're in charge." So I'd
3: like, "Are we good to retire?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, well, we're good." I was like, "All right, we're coming home." So that was kind of because of the way it was, what we both wanted. The game was like it just felt like the greatest thing in the world. I just made this team and I was telling her like, oh, I made the big leagues again, right? And you so were that I, excited about I, it, I yeah. felt like I had too much respect for the and I wasn't all the way there in all the many different ways I wasn't all the way there. I needed to be here. Like my heart was here. So I think that's when I made this spot. Like, yeah, it's time to come home. We're both feeling this way. You know, mm-hmm. you're feeling that, Going into the big leagues because you're going to suck and it's going to be hard. And if we're not both in it, it's not a good recipe. And I didn't want to see all the other stuff that was bad on the outcome of staying in an area that wasn't right. It's time to come home for my family. We both weren't all in. We had a good run too. You had a great
4: run and a great career. And yeah.
3: It started, I didn't like being away from the family. I can't function that well. You see what they were, last time they were away from me longer than the three week period that Brooke would put out there, that's when I hit 150. So at that, that point, <laughs> the other, like, yeah, well, I can see where this goes. That worked great in spring, but this is about ready to go downhill, Braves. We need them with. You.
1: Wow, that is awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a cool experience that you shared together,
3: that whole. Yeah. Yeah,
4: that was a good thing.
3: <laughs> now, chapter two.
1: Yeah. Now we're on chapter two. Yeah. So you
0: came back to Utah. Um, yeah. Let's see. So what? Where did life take you next?
3: Well, I, I think. Well, I came home. I did like some me transition. athletic it was just long drive and coaching, and coaching, like Chantel said. But it was our plan was more or less. All right. We have a vision and a goal of what, as a team, what we want to do. Our vision and goal was. I get the big leagues, get this house, do all those things that you do as a couple, right? It was like a all right, we did this. Yeah, we're 30, we're kind of retiring. What do we want to do? What are the things that make us us? And the other part of that, I had my shot. She has this amazing brain, and some of the mm-hmm. things that she wants to do was, all right, let's let's go do that. Let's go to that. Just like let's go do major league baseball. Let's go do this. So I think a big part of that was school and what our vision is in life together, goal plans, is her getting that nurse's degree and so that you know, we have dreams and travel nursing. I think some of those goals I have, travel nursing doing some of this stuff, we built that up the same way we did with baseball. It's just her turn now, and I'm that, that uh, supporting. Although, like I said, I got it way easier. Dropping like the them older off kids now. It feels way easier than taking them through customs. I know that. I'm yeah, that I got the easy part.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's busy. He got kids going to yeah
5: different their practices.
4: Our, our life definitely revolves around our kids now. We've yeah. got a kid in competitive soccer and baseball. Two in baseball and basketball, and just Which, getting them. Now we're just glorified Uber drivers, unpaid. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I was going
3: to bring up, Chantel. Yeah, your daughter. Remember, Coop was just, it was wreck ball soccer.
1: Oh, my daughter Whitney, yeah.
3: And your daughter Whitney came out here, the leader she is, coming out here and started doing lessons the same way that I was doing lessons. And his Cooper's now mentoring other kids. And the lesson pattern, like the lessons that he puts on, I kid you not, it's your daughter's lesson. It <laughs> totally her, her mentor. Whitney stuff. loved cool. coaching Cooper, yeah. yeah. her his, his love for soccer is because of
5: Whitney
3: for sure that's really oh, that's cool. cool and
1: I think it was so cool to see him um progress so quickly like he just kind of caught on pretty quick to the whole thing and when he really enjoyed you know he was coachable kid and
3: well her the way it was unique because the way where Cooper was her ability to teach that was that's pretty unique for a little girl to do what she was doing
4: she definitely instilled the love yeah, for the game to, for Coop so
5: forever oh, oh. cool. was yeah. awesome
3: I mean, he's, yeah. when he does lessons now, I can hear Whitney coming out of, <laughs> you know awesome. what I mean? The things that he mm-hmm. would say and how he holds, how she would hold him accountable on the drills, him doing that to his nephew and, and the people he's doing lessons now, <laughs> it's really cool. That has a lot to do oh, with you cool. and me, so.
0: So he's 15, is that right? 14. Yeah. 14. I have to, so 14, my little yeah. eight-year-old boy loves soccer. So I'm going to have to talk to you guys no, about the so lessons, lessons nope. that he's
1: doing. Nope. Oh, he's, yeah, like, maybe Cooper could yeah, coach Asher. Asher. Would That'd that would be
3: cute. Yeah. You get a little uh, yeah. uh, Whitney trickle down to <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, that's so cool.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So I love that he's yeah on this competitive team and loves it and has his thing. Because baseball wasn't his thing like you were saying earlier. He didn't even like watching it
5: no. back when
1: he was a toddler. And Brody was like, zoned in and i remember when coleman first started playing he did play with brody and cooper but you could tell that cooper's like oh i'm just kind of here because brody's here and my dad's coaching and
5: yeah mm-hmm. but then well, that's he
1: so interesting that like, his thing they kind of and- gravitate to what sport yeah that's super interesting
3: well they're i was teased they should have named them Yin and yang <laughs> <laughs>
4: they're, very different
3: they're polar opposites but uh it's it helps you realize as a parent they come pre-wired who they are yeah. Because they've eaten the same thing, they've drinking the same. I'm sure you thing. see that
4: with your twins too. Yeah,
3: and oh, they, yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't make that one. That they just they are the way they are. It helps you as a parent realize that like, I didn't screw them up that bad because they've done the same thing, and now yeah. they're two different people.
0: Right, they have their personalities and right. yep, their interests, and yeah. So cool. you
1: kind of took over the household duties while Brooke was. Studying in a way, and I can imagine that Brooke probably like wanted to get like a really good grades too. It wasn't just to pass.
3: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know Brooke's all too I well. Love,
4: I do love school. Our our
3: school. biggest toughest nights was when we were discussing.
4: Do not make fun of me. Oh no,
3: well, <laughs> stating facts that like don't you think this is like we're talking about one she missed one one I question missed. oh one and it's open to interpretation because she said in her opinion. Now, if you're this smart and you have brains like this, you can argue whether you're right or wrong on a test. I'm used to always being wrong. So how you argue, if you're right on a test, I'm just used to being wrong. And, And I was just told the teacher, like admitted that, yeah, you're probably right, Brooke. So that was boring
1: <laughs> to me, too. So, so you get
5: 100%. Yeah, no, that's always good. got it. No, I did not. Yeah. Now you're older, <laughs> no.
3: Pictures to show of her getting all these little extra awards, too, so she can be as humble as she wants, too.
0: Yeah. yeah. Little
3: extra ribbons and whatever they call them.
0: For the grades. So where did you go to school? I just went to community Salt Lake Community College. Okay. Close, close by. Close. Yeah. yeah.
4: Close by. Good for the kids.
0: That's awesome. They actually yeah. have
4: a, a pretty amazing nursing program, too. Yeah. yeah, I think I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it's okay. a good
3: I think they're, uh, just because I know it's out by the baseball building, I think they're building a whole new nurses' building It's Slick. Yeah, they're quite a oh, cool. Over there, that campus over. Oh, like I highly really recommend anyone looking to yeah. go to nursing
4: school.
5: <laughs> hmm.
3: That's awesome.
0: So, and you knew doing it that you wanted to be a NICU nurse, or did you kind of figure that out as you were going?
5: Uh,
4: I actually thought I would want to do something a little more uh, – my sister's works in the emergency department over at Riverton. And I kind of thought maybe I'd want to follow on her steps because it'd just be like an emergency room would be really fast paced and quick going. But I did a few of my capstones, uh, or clinicals at primary children's and that hospital is just fantastic. I feel like you, you go there and they just do so much good work and they have fantastic doctors and the nurses are amazing that, uh, just being there, um, I was like, this is this is this is it for me. And then I did a few shifts in the NICU, and I, I was just like, man, this is fantastic. And with the experience that we had with our twins in the NICU, uh, it's it's kind of a neat place to work because you have the patients, but you're also dealing with the, with the parents quite a bit mm-hmm. because it's not just a, and you know, having your twins in the NICU as well, like, and you know, your kiddos in general, it's it's just. It's a roller coaster for the the family, and so having been there, it just kind of felt like uh, the right fit. And, and honestly, babies. I mean, I work with babies. They're yeah, so and, I mean, they're so they're, they're just perfection. So I, I feel like I, I did a few shifts there, and I was like, this it just was meant to be. It's like the best really to cool. work.
3: Yeah, she came home yeah. uh, when you're trying the you know you're going through this nursing thing, and she's. My dad, of course, being a PA has his opinions, what he thinks Brooke should do. And I, of course, putting that on, but it was no doubt when she would come home from the Nick unit at primaries, it was like, Oh, it's like I'm working
4: home. in a puppy farm. Like you, <laughs> I, I literally go on that. I, I don't know. It's awesome. There's, there really sounds awesome. sad yeah. things that happen and uh, you know, there are, there are, you know, it, there can be hardships, but for the most part, it's, it's fantastic. That's yeah, so cool.
1: And I, can picture you being so good at it because well one that you're good with babies and you're smart and so the, yeah. all the nursing stuff you're good at but also being the type of person that's really empathetic and thoughtful in your speech so like when you're consoling these parents or you're helping them get through something hard if it's a surgery or an emergency that you were there to like calm their nerves and to right. kind of be by their side to talk them through it and, and so I can picture you being
3: it sounds, like you're, it sounds like you've been hearing her conversations the last I think she's really good at because she's been that mom, like
5: mm-hmm. you said,
3: like, you're kind of touching on it. Is that the stories that she's telling me that I think helped Is getting with grandma, or the mom, it's stress- whether it's that, it's whether it's the to touch, have that, are, that are, connection? Yeah. Are, are, she's are good at, that.
5: yeah. It's, hard it's hard that be-
1: empathy there because you can completely understand what they're yeah. going through. Yeah,
3: she's more aware of it but from my observe, um, you know, observing yeah. and the stories. I feel like I could see her being mm-hmm. really good at that.
1: I would love you to be we had believe me we had some Peyton was at primaries for two months and we had some good nurses and some not so and it was it changed your whole experience because we pretty much just slept there we had my grandparents brought their trailer to the parking lot so Nate and I like we'd catch up on sleep but we never wanted to leave him alone and so Mm. it was like our first child we didn't want to leave him and there were some nurses that were I loved when I like, Oh, they're gonna be on shift. yay! Yeah, <laughs> you did. know, all the difference. Yeah. yeah. I'm a good nurse.
0: Mm-hmm. So where where do you work which NICU are you at?
4: Uh primary children's. Primaries. Oh, you are up at primaries. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. That's awesome. A fantastic location. A great hospital.
3: They did it wow. they she did her rounds there and they didn't want to let her go. Oh, I'm sure. No,
4: one. I did I did my shifts there and I I just loved love that, that building. So it's like I have to work there. I have to I have to be there. It's, a little bit of a drive but it's it's definitely worth it to be to be there yeah i love it too every time
0: i go up there yeah because luke has a neurologist up yeah. there and i just love it i'm like this yeah. is like anyway it's well it's, i think
3: it's here what primary does they validate you moms and dads and
0: they're so like they're all just so good like empathetic and but so smart all the do- i don't know i just i love it
3: it's
5: a, a great special
0: place. spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, yeah. Hardships, but a you've lot of variety. Through. Yeah, but in different hard things. and But it's just a neat story and a really awesome couple. So, oh, yeah. Thank thanks for sharing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah.
1: yeah. Maybe you guys could each share maybe some of the life lessons you've learned or perspectives that you have going through the type of things. I mean, we all, it's funny because, you, you know, we all go through hard things, but life goes on during those hard things. And so maybe some of your perspectives there that you could share with us. i go first.
3: Sure.
4: I can go first.
3: You can start smart <laughs> and then I'll just wrap it up.
4: <laughs> uh, I think, I think that uh, my takeaway with traveling around and kind of seeing all different walks of life is that I think that just being happy uh, and just kind of focusing on the happy is my main takeaway. I think that wherever you go, uh, and wherever life has you land, that you just kind of need to focus and hold on to the good and kind of just uh, make that be kind of the priority. It's just decide every day to wake up and be happy type thing and find find your happy wherever you are, wherever you land, and hold on tight to it. Yeah, I love that.
3: Yeah, you're saying that, it's kind of, All the trials that we've had, like uh, through baseball and in our lives, and it seems like we're always, Brooke said, we always ended up in the right spot, it seemed like. I think that was, my perspective is, it's because of that attitude that Brooke said. Focus on the happy. Why are we here? Why is this a blessing? Why is this the spot we need to be? And she would frame it that way. So that I was like, yeah, this is where exactly where it was these are the right doctors. There's no better doctors in the world. And I really believed it to where it felt good and it felt like we were there at the same time. So she, she really does apply that. And I think that it's also why we do anything that's hard or or we say we'd never do it. It's like she we lean into that and through experience the hard stuff learn that good things come out of it. We've we learned to lean into it and work with each other through the hard things, knowing through faith, like, hey, some good things, it's going to suck. But if we choose to look and feel happy about this, and it's a choice, we have a choice to be grumpy or whatever. And I don't always make the right choice, but when we do, when we do it together, that, that we learn from it and we grow and we, we become a better team and a better family and, And we can learn from our mistakes if we have that attitude that Brooke says of, like, being positive and and wanting the the happiness out of it, looking for it, and and, uh, focusing on that, no matter what the situation is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I feel like it's just, like, such an intentional way to live. And it might just, like, maybe come more naturally to some people than others, but Just doing that, like you said, like waking up and looking for the good and in each day and and wherever you're at, I don't know. It's really a good reminder. So,
3: simple. It's simple, but it's not. It's not easy, though. (laughs) Is it? It's
0: not easy. Yeah, that's the thing. It sounds simple,
3: right? Like (laughs) you
1: said, if you could have the hindsight or the Mm -hmm. knowing that, like, oh, I will get through this, or it will turn out for the best, or it will, you know, I'll, I'll love the things I learned through the hard times. It's hard in the moment to think that,
4: right?
3: But it's. Well, I think really buying into like. I'm gonna choose happy over this, getting my ass kicked for something, or <laughs> having to deal with something. Like I'm gonna choose to learn for this and, and get the most out of it is definitely been a thing that's I think been a theme for us. What's made us successful and a, and a good couple with all these up and downs is it's definitely been Brooks leadership and well, approaching it. I can
4: remember a defining moment. I'm in round rock in texas i'm with my cousin and she's taking me to a lake and the tire like fell off the the boat trailer and like uh like it was like this horrible thing that happened we ended up not going to the lake it was like some big yes like a series of unfortunate events all these things happen and the funniest thing is my cousin turns around she's like well what like what a blessing and i'm like okay, like what was the blessing the flat tire <laughs> the this mistake this was like all these i thought it was just a series of unfortunate events but her takeaway was like nobody was hurt we were able to spend a happy day together like she just spun it to be like this happy thing and i i can just remember thinking like man i really need to be like that like all these mm-hmm. horrible things happened but her takeaway was something so Chosey. so positive where i was just like huh It was kind of a defining moment where, like, it doesn't matter what happens. You can pick something that happened good. You really can. Uh, And you kind of have to decide to do that so that – and perspective. Like, my perspective was all these unfortunate events. And her perspective was, well, what a great day. We got to do this, this, this. (laughs) Right? right? So it's like how you frame the situation in your mind can almost define – how it went so you can always you can always reframe and kind of decide like oh it wasn't that bad because of this is this or this was good i don't know you can always you can frame it differently in your mind and make anything i mean you can almost make anything turn out at at least a learning experience for sure for sure well i think what's cool is i think
0: like i was saying before for some people it might come more naturally but i think the more that you do that and like try to be intentional about the reframe to look at the positive and the good like it probably then becomes more habitual, you know, where you can be that more and more. So
3: well, I like, like that. I said that's Brooks' leadership. I'm <laughs> I'm not. I would be the more angry for an 0 for 4. Life sucks, and literally <laughs> that example of it. That's I mean it's real. Like I don't want to be that way, but I know her kind of leading our life's narrative of that's how we're gonna learn, John, and you're, this is the right way to do it. It's definitely been the narrative of I think our success, our marriage, and See, He's
4: being too nice to me. Oh, it's awesome.
3: He's
1: always so nice to you. That's <laughs> awesome. good. He's well, yeah. well. now I know exactly why I'm so drawn. Like, I mean, even my husband and I are like, oh, John and Brooke are some of our most favorite people, and that's probably exactly why. Because
4: you the same thing about you guys. Well,
1: thank you. <laughs> but you're positive. You're yeah. You look at the good. You're you know you guys are fun to talk to, and you're interesting to talk to you, but you yeah have this like optimism or this happy hope like even through things i know that you've been through hard things even since this with kids being hurt or being whatever like other kids stuff can come and other family stuff you know that we haven't even scratched the surface on like life can be difficult and hard and people in our lives can be difficult and hard but you guys still have that happy attitude and that like this is life and so we might as well look at the good for the optimism it's, yeah, yeah it's refreshing and yeah, it is refreshing.
0: I like it.
3: I think baseball has trained you to trained us to, like, it's a negative game taught by negative people wanting positive results. Sounds like <laughs> a lot to me. Yeah. So baseball, I think, helps us train us to be good at it.
1: Yes. You can actually, yeah, learn a lot from sports. That's, that's for fun. sure.
0: Yeah, that's cool.
1: Yeah, that's my husband's always like, if my kids aren't learning life lessons in sports, then what's the point? Like, it is fun, and it's a game, and it's exciting, and it can, you know, but if you're not learning the life lessons. Yeah. Learning
3: how to fail, I think that's a, that's a huge thing in life success. Is, oh, yeah. Yeah, life. that's
1: why I miss you as a coach. I wish that Coleman was still uh, under your leadership, John. <laughs> <laughs> he learned a lot from you, and Appreciate it was a cool experience, so. Well,
3: I enjoy coaching them, all kids, so. And Coleman's a good one. I don't. Th- I think he has more athletic ability in his finger than he does most kids. He just can will randomly do a backflip. Just like what? <laughs> He's that's had cool. some athleticism that just had to get out there, kid. Like, yeah,
1: hey. he does. It's, it's like oh yeah. He's it, oh, like during funny. during COVID, he was so into tricks. Oh,
0: that's right. I think you did tell me about that. That's I was so like, what funny. else
1: am i gonna do? I'm gonna go learn how to do like a double backflip on the trampoline, or I'm gonna go. Yeah, part part part. He, yeah.
3: he had confusion sometimes because he'd be like i got all this ability and I don't know what to do with where other kids were like, oh, I can't do backflips. <laughs>
1: like
3: that's not confusing other kids. Sometimes.
1: He also has like the no fear thing where sometimes I'm like maybe you yeah. should have just a little bit of fear that you might get hurt mm-hmm. doing that, but he just didn't really have that. Yeah, <laughs> still kind of doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Just full send all the <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, yeah.
4: Right. That's another way to live your life. Full send, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, Coleman actually is a very positive. I mean, all my kids are pretty happy, but Coleman's a very much go with the flow. He's a very
3: happy <laughs> go lucky. the things. Things roll off his show his back. Yeah,
4: no big deal. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Sometimes I'm like, hmm, I think I need him to care a little bit more, but I'll I'll take the like easy going. Yeah,
3: he said that to me before because you know we get in our conversations, and I've always told him like, I don't know. I think that's a strength because you yeah. can go at that both ways. Am I going to want to push and make my kid be that, or do I want to let that naturally? Because you know, we all have that, like that. Uh, isn't necessarily the best thing in sports. Like, you want to be able to harness that, right? And if you raise and emotionally takes over, not necessarily a good thing. If you're able to harness it, which I think Coleman is, because he's very controlled, it doesn't ever get out of whack. So I think it's a plus.
1: Yeah. No, I think it'll serve him pretty well in life. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to have around. Kids are
0: fun. He's a cute kid.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Well, this is super fun to talk to you guys. Um, yeah, is there anything else that we... Before we ask our yeah, last, yeah, before we ask the wrap-up wrap up question, anything you'd like to add or some of your things that you do to just find beauty in the everyday?
3: I like I like recently these are new ones because of the new year.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, mornings, undisturbed mornings, and paying attention to sunrises and stuff. I think that's a new one. Objectively, I've done, and then try to do more like Brooke is. I'll have an angry scenario, and literally trying to find what am I? I've got to find a positive in this, like, just like a punch out, like a strikeout. Like, all right, I was short to the ball, but I didn't see it, or I didn't pick it up. Like training my brain to think in a positive manner in some of the everyday stuff. I get angry with. I think that's that's definitely a skill set that I think is important, Brooks showed off in this interview that that (laughs) she did really well, that I think that that's that transition, that thing, that skill set. Because when you suck or when you feel that in life, you don't want to do that. It's very hard discipline in life to be able to, I'm happy for this lesson. Or to think that or start to think like that, it's hard. It's hard to do. And, And I think that's a special key in being successful in life doing that is yeah.
4: having that muscle i think uh for me transitions i think having some of that like being a little older now and looking back uh kind of just wishing like like we really should have we enjoyed your career but we really should have enjoyed it more like we should have been I, I don't know just more less less stress more yeah. in the moment more and same with like even like the twins and our time in the NICU, like it was so stressful. And so, uh, but now 14 years later, you look back and you think maybe I should have enjoyed even those moments a little bit more uh, just because it's like gone in a flash. Like I don't have babies anymore. I don't have toddlers anymore. And we're not going to have them anymore because I mean, grandkids when we're really old, but just knowing that <laughs> those moments we really should have just held on to and enjoyed the heck out of a little bit more makes me feel like anything hard now, it it goes by so stinking fast, uh, that any of those good moments, like, like even like this morning, a conversation with my nine-year-old, like he's so funny. and says like the silliest things. Uh, and just knowing how fast it all goes, like just enjoying that little, enjoying that happy and just Appreciating, it appreciating
3: more. it more,
4: yeah. Taking more time to appreciate. For sure, yeah. Taking more
0: time, yeah, to appreciate
4: the good. Yeah, I love God that. goes by like that. It feels like yeah. it's forever when you're in it, but really, now you can look back at things that happened five years ago and think, "Wow, it went by just like that." Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Just that. like almost the taking time to be present is.
5: Yeah.
4: Yes. Like yeah
1: important to, and that's the way you see the beauty is if you're slowing down and enjoying yes. the sunrise and enjoying a yes. conversation with your nine-year-old
0: yes just yeah. slowing down yeah and i do think sometimes it takes getting a little older and realizing okay that was hard but we got through it and there still was a lot of joyful in it yes. so now like with wisdom i guess they say with age comes wisdom yes. so was, yeah
5: yeah <laughs> for sure was that yeah, it was is,
3: really good i wish i could just see I could look in the future.
4: Right? Yeah. <laughs> it would make
3: that easier. I guess that's why we have to live this life. Learn yeah. Lessons. Yeah,
1: right. Learn while the the yeah. Well, yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your yeah. wisdom and your
0: Yeah. That was awesome. That was really, really fun. fun. Well, fun. And me. I think we're putting this episode out on Valentine's
1: yeah, Day. Yeah, we want to put it out yeah. because well, one reason because I think you guys are just I've always thought you're such a cute couple and I love the like love you have for each other, but the respect that you have for each other. And you know you always compliment each other, and I just thought it would be really cute to put it out. Yeah, and you're Valentine's our first Day. couple
0: that we've ever interviewed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I actually also thought I meant to ask this earlier, but maybe we could ask like, do you guys have any tips as a couple? Like, what have been yeah I for mean, your marriage? Yeah, and your like in marriage, like just any takeaways? Because I feel like you guys have a really like you respect each other. You're cute with each other. I mean, I'm sure there's been hard things, but and you like, were together since like teenagers. You've been together for so <laughs> long, yeah, and you can tell that you still have that. Yeah. Anyway, I just think it would be fun to hear your perspective.
4: You want
3: to go first?
4: Huh? Uh, I think that we've always done a decent job of not allowing the other person we to talk to each other unkindly, kind yeah. of. Uh, because I just not getting in a pattern of saying mean things to each other, or even like in a mean voice. Like I think that it's nice to always kind of talk to each other like like you like each other because. Uh, I don't
5: know. Just yeah, being in the
3: habit of of talking. Well, I think this. I think yeah, I, that's probably coming from your grandpa, right? A lot of a lot of yeah. Brooks. Uh, the stuff that I that I saw that her grandpa did, that he told me, he said, "Don't ever let her go to sleep, especially you being on the road. Don't ever let her go to sleep being mad at you." So I took it to heart because he he and <laughs> Rainy were this old couple. He was smacking her on her butt, doing all these cute old things. I'm like, couples don't act that in love. (laughs) And he told me he was just relentless and he would never let her go to bed without at least discussing, like being okay discussing. Like, don't lay your head down on the pillow without being okay. Like, you can be mad. She can be mad, but we're okay. And And through our career, I don't think I've ever put my head on the pillow, mm-hmm. at least I wasn't okay. You know, and I and I took that to heart. So I think that was a huge thing that I got from her grandpa that helped us being on the road and the things Yeah, like,
4: and it's work, it and had it's, to be okay. any relationship is work and effort. But I think it always just has to be a priority. Like when he played, it was always a priority to be together and-
3: uh, I think we made it, we would talk about what we saw each other in the future. Does that make sense?
5: Yeah. Yeah. And
3: we we articulated that together. I think that was the thing we did because yeah. it was maybe baseball set it up for that every year. Oh, we're doing a miss this, this year, this year, but it was always very us oriented. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think that's probably so different than I mean, if you're going back to the, like the baseball career that a lot of guys start out by themselves without a spouse. Oh, yeah. And almost starting together, it was a team. Like, yeah. I mean, it's funny because I always say to people like, oh, we went to lo- when we were in law school. And they'll say, oh, you went to law school, too. And I'm like, well, no, but I put my husband through law <laughs> yeah. school yeah. Yeah. and I, I worked and I helped him study. And I feel like we both went to law school. <laughs> so I'm sure like, yeah, <laughs> went, or yeah, Brooke went to. And, we played, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, we played baseball. Yeah, yeah. He didn't
5: play. He-
3: <laughs> you had all those nights with him, yeah. maybe missing the bars, like. Stressed out of his mind. Oh yeah, and helping him
1: study and quizzing him. Up up
3: too late, probably way too much jolt, and so he's being mean. You know, that was off. You had to experience that.
1: You totally went to school with me. Yeah, I say we, and I'm like, oh well, I didn't actually. But no, but I get like, and I think it's cool. That's a unique experience that you started out right out of high school. I mean, I guess you took a little time because you went to school but I mean his career kind of started out with you and so it was a team effort the entire time yeah and that you were like I'll be willing to move from city to city and find whatever job I can so that we're together and that's
0: yeah Right. yeah it seems like you always made sure that each other knew you were like the top priority and and then I, I just love what you said at the very beginning about like speaking to each other kindly like it sounds simple and it sounds a bit little, hard but that's actually huge
4: it's pretty easy though. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, because it's easy in the stress of life. Even if it's yeah. not that you're stressed with your spouse, it's easy to take that out in just the way that you communicate. So it takes intentional effort, you know, to do that. And, yeah. but it and, makes a big and difference.
3: I think, too, is the, uh, like, respecting the other one and holding them accountable because I'm, I'm going to twist it. Twisted. I came home and act like an ass. Or, <laughs> or she came, and to be that much respect, or she'd be like, I don't <laughs> care if you're over 20, me. Like, you don't talk. You don't talk to me that way. <laughs> yeah. And they'll be like, oh, all right. Yeah, you're right. I was a little overline. I think having that respect. So and she in did reverse
4: that, now, I'm coming home after sometimes. Oh, that is. I think I did five nights in a row and was maybe a little grumpy from lack of sleep. And I, I needed a reminder as well.
3: <laughs> but, it's, it, but it's funny having those experiences where she, it's been flipped, she mm-hmm. executed. And then trust me, I came home mad at a baseball game she's mad that a child may not live. Like, there's a difference. So I'm not even saying that, that mine's not even less, <laughs> but to be able to to do that on both sides, to be like, to have that relationship be like, hey, Brooke, I think you're a little your
5: <laughs>
3: there's, You need a nap. A, <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes.
5: Yeah,
3: so it's, I think having that relationship to be able to do that with each other is important.
1: I do think that was the same advice I got was don't go to bed. You know, with harsh words or hurt feelings to make sure that you're, you said, you can still be like, we got to discuss this in the morning, but I know you love me. You know, Nate will always say to me, like, give me the benefit of the doubt. Like if I've hurt your feelings, it was not ever on purpose. i never want to hurt you. So if you're hurt, it was an accident and we need
3: to talk about it. Yeah. Shocker, Nate yeah. has something smart to say.
1: <laughs>
3: Shocker. Talk about a mentor.
1: I love that. And I do respect your relationship and always thought it was so cute. And oh, thank you. yeah, we were like, oh, this would be so awesome to put out. On yeah, we just thought it
0: worked out, you know, well with the timing and everything. So yeah, we're excited. To have it out have
3: there. There. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah thank you. And you so
1: got much. broke out. Um, you broke. I know. Over. Thank you. I, I, I recommend realize that Brooke maybe doesn't love to do this yeah, kind of stuff so, thank a, you
3: a Well, had media strike that was going that's on right. for yeah, media yeah. Strike.
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah. thanks it's for being a, willing kind of you know our small podcast I don't know if you call it media yeah what. that's true <laughs> but no you know not know.
3: royals you know yeah yeah this is a little charity. different
0: yeah yeah city watching well, and I know you're busy with work and stuff too now, so yeah thanks for taking the time and yeah, is that mean yeah. it like
1: or is it bedtime or what's your schedule right now? Do you have to go to
3: she has got we're on a day off now.
4: yeah I'm on. oh nice yeah i I work a lot of nights, but it works better for family life to work the night shift, but you don't have to miss oh, as much stuff yeah. yeah is it so what's the shift like at the night uh seven to seven so oh wow, yeah okay, it's not too
3: bad. huh? <laughs> See, there's your
4: always positive. When I first got hired, I thought it would be a great idea to stack yeah. them all together, so three shifts and three shifts. So I was like, "Well, I'll just do six in a row, and then I'll have a big stretch of like nine days off." Well, in theory, it's fantastic, but by the sixth, not the sixth night, <laughs>
3: so your body feels like it's in some. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> then I'm
4: like, "Oh, I'm really old. I'm not like a twenty-year-old dentist. No, I'm, I'm really old, so it." A little more. In theory, it's good, but then when you actually do it, you're like, well, this hurts. Never mind. Yeah. This is bad. And she, and she
3: has a shirt that says, I'm your ride or die until about 9 o'clock.
4: 9 p.m. Yeah.
5: <laughs> so
3: he, she's like you this Not a night. I'll she. know. I, well,
4: yeah. I, I, I do like to sleep. Sleep's great. Who doesn't like to sleep? Right?
3: Okay. If you're a nurse and you just not have sleep for five days, it's not a good rest I'm, I'm
4: going to take a nap sir
1: that's good yeah
0: that's, that's helpful good. yeah okay well right. thanks you guys It well, yeah, was thanks. really fun to talk
1: yeah really we'll fun. have
5: to
0: do dinner again sometime
5: yes. perfect all, all right.
1: right see ya all right see, ya.
5: see you
1: guys thank you so much for listening today we hope you enjoyed this conversation and would love if you subscribe to the podcast and follow it along as we continue hearing more inspiring stories you can also follow us on instagram at beautiful shifts podcast where we will post updates with our latest interviews
0: We'd like to thank the the band We The Lion for giving us permission to use their beautiful song Move Along for our podcast. Take a minute to listen to the song and the lyrics and enjoy.
2: I find a way to know myself, all my thoughts are mine again, and begin to understand where to go. Now it's time to move along Now it's time to move along Take this journey as my own Feel the strength right in my bones
3: All I want is to believe
2: Life is my own life Again, the mind is free. I can feel the truth in me. I'll take a chance, I won't be wrong. Now it's time to move along. Now it's time to move along.